You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 317 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, I'm going to go over the A's and Angels game real quick from last night because you got to talk about the victories. Those are always way more fun than, you know, all of the losses. And then in the second and third segment, I am talking about the big vote that is happening in Oakland this morning, the big city council vote the July 20th vote, getting you guys ready for what's at stake, what's, what it's about, what it means, all of that stuff. So um, that's that's the episode for you guys. I figured we should probably talk about that because it's big news and uh, it could determine the fate of the A's in Oakland or it could not. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today. But before I get to any of that, uh, MLB draft season is still kind of in effect and the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast is covering every future star of Major League Baseball and host Aram Layton. There's more comedy to this, but Aram Layton, he held his first ever Spotify green room uh, appearance, his, his own own show and I I appeared and it was fun and he was just talking about Soderstrom Tyler Soderstrom ace prospect Tyler Soderstrom the ace top prospect and uh, he's like this guy is legit I don't know if he's gonna stay a catcher but that bat's gonna play and that got me very excited so if you throw him a question Aram Layton he's fantastic and also subscribe to the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts if you like prospects not just ace prospects but all prospects he talks about all of them and he's always having guys on the show so it's a fantastic podcast. Uh, go listen to Arm and uh, also make sure to listen to us because we are on all of those same apps. So if you like this show, follow us wherever uh, you like hearing podcasts and follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So real quick, I'm going to go over the A's game and, you know, things that have changed in the last day. And yesterday's episode was all all about Ramon Laureano's struggles. And I do this sometimes because generally the next game, they have a big hit or they do something good. Uh, you, you look at Jed Lowry. I talked about him like a month and a half ago or what, however long he's been hot. I talked about him like two days into that streak. And I was like, hey, he's been uh, he's been getting unlucky. And then he's been so not unlucky since. He's been fantastic over the last like three weeks. And I assume it's because I talked about him on the podcast. There's really no other science for this. I talked about him being a vampire. He went off. I stopped talking about him being a vampire. He cooled down. And I know that it's a long season and whatnot, but I'm saying that the podcast is magical. And I think that me talking about the stadium situation in the second and third segment is going to bring some more magic and keep the A's in Oakland. So uh, this is the place you want to be for A's magic, you guys. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So yesterday I talked about Ramon Laureano and... And how he's just been struggling. It seems like his approach at the plate has just been off his pitch recognition and his approach and all that stuff. And I'm not going to say that he's fixed because he hit one three run homer. That was a big home run for the A's in this game. 
and also it was a hanging slider. So yeah, I mean, major league batters should take advantage of hanging sliders. So is he fixed? No, but it was it great. Yes, it was. And I felt very, very nice that Ramon Laureano was the one that delivered that, that blow, uh, medals and also hit a moonshot of his own, a 40 degree launch angle home run that didn't go terribly far. I think it went like 390, maybe. Uh, that thing's that thing hung up for a while, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, but obviously, the, the A's winning this game is fantastic news. They are now 54 and 42, 12 games above 500. That's great. Four to one victory. The, the Angels made it close there in the uh, in the ninth inning. Brandon Marsh, uh, since the A's won, he gets congratulations on the podcast. Congratulations to Brandon Marsh, who uh, one of the Angels' top prospects, outfield prospect. You've heard about Joe Adell. We've seen Joe Adell play. Brandon Marsh is the new Joe Adell, I guess. Uh, uh, arguably better than Joe Adele. He's the other outfield prospect that they have. Um, and, you know, once they get uh, Mike Trout back, that outfield could be lethal in, you know, maybe as soon as next year, depending on how they all develop. But he got his first major league hit. That's what I wanted to talk about. He got his first major league hit and then his second and third major league hits as well. His first major league double, his first major league RBI. And that's uh, the run that the Angels scored. He was he was really good, and he's fast. He's got a big beard, lots of hair. He's interesting, and I'm on board. He, his hair, I know that it's longer than Charlie Blackman's from uh, from the Colorado Rockies, but his looks better to me. It looks more uh, kept up, like there's been more work done, more maintenance. He looks less like he just crawled out of the woods while, while camping, and like he, he actually tried to look like that. So uh, good for him and whatnot. So congratulations to him. And because we're talking about the Angels and, you know, good things that happened for them because the A's won this game, that's the only reason we're giving them any kudos. We did get to see Shohei Otani pitch and hit, and I know that he's done it before against the A's and all that, but it's still so cool to watch every single time that he does it because he's, he's amazing. They were uh, given stats about, oh, yeah, he's the first pitcher to, or the first player to ever do this. And, uh, you know, Babe Ruth, you know, he was a pitcher and a hitter, but usually not at the same time. And what Otani's doing is just amazing. And I I love it. He's the best player arguably ever. And he's played like four years. Um, I, I, he's in this short burst. If he kept this up for like five years arguably one of the better players of all time. That's all I'm saying. Uh, don't quote me on that because I haven't done the research, but hot takes. <laughs> but he went six innings, gave up three hits, walked one, struck out eight. He was fantastic. But the guy who did even better, I mean, arguably, uh, was Cole Irvin because he went seven innings and also gave up no runs. Sure, he gave up more hits and he walked, struck out fewer guys and allowed a walk as well. But he also gave up zero runs, and that's kind of what matters at the end of the day. And I know that I talked about Ramon Laureano and him hitting that cookie of a hanging slider, but he also kept a run off the board early in the game with starting the relay, which Shohei Otani drove. He crushed a double off the wall. It was like 115 miles an hour off the bat. Hardest hit ball of the game. Stayed in the park, so that was nice. Uh, and maybe it's because he hit it too hard that Ramon Laureano threw to Elvis Andrews, Andrews over to Sean Murphy behind the dish. Excellent relay work. They nailed David Fletcher that Passed David Fletcher at the plate, kept the Angels off the board early. And uh, yeah, it was kind of just smooth sailing from there. They got some runners every now and then, but nothing much going on. You know, if for people that are about my age and remember, you know, Mark Murley and uh, Mark Mulder pitching, uh, you know, going against each other, it was kind of like that for a while. And then the Angels bullpen came in and I was like, ah, here's where we feast, boys. And then they did. They got four runs on the Angels bullpen. So basically, I think the... the 
the blueprint for beating the Angels is outlast them until you can get to their bullpen and then win late. Because uh, they got some okay starting pitching, especially when Otani's on the mound. But, uh, you know, otherwise, not, not great. Um, and I think that I, I haven't even looked at who's starting uh, today's game as you're listening to this Tuesday's game in the afternoon. Because I was like, yeah, Otani's the, the main guy that you want to beat. And if you win that game, then you got to feel good for whoever the hell else they're throwing on Tuesday. So I feel really good about whoever the hell else they're throwing on Tuesday. So right now I'm feeling pretty good. And I feel like this win, I know that it wasn't, you know, a big, you know, thump them and beat them down or anything like that, but they held them close. They held this angels offense, which I know is missing, you know, trout and Rendon and Justin Upton. They're missing some bats. And I understand that, but they still held them to one run. And that one run was late. And then they eventually got a couple of big hits that plated some runs and, I would like to see them score with runners in scoring position as opposed to just, uh, you know, driving home runs that win games. But that's for another day. They'll get there eventually. We'll see what happens. But the A's, they they played a pretty good game today, and I was happy with the outcome, obviously. Uh, They are currently three and a half games back of Houston because Houston also won their game against the Cleveland Indians. Sure, come into our place and beat us up and then go lose in Houston. Thanks a lot, Cleveland. Uh, But then uh, on the bright side, they are now three games up on Seattle who did not play. So they gained a half a game, although I thought that they were further back, but apparently not. Um, And then also they uh, they gained a game on the Toronto Blue Jays, who are now three and a half back because they got their butts kicked by the uh, Boston Red Sox. So that was I mean, not as bad as the Miami Marlins. Oh, here's what if you didn't pay attention, here's what happened to the Miami Marlins on Monday night. They lost 18 to one which is bad. That's really, really bad. They came into the game with a plus 16 run differential, left the game with a negative one. That That is insane to me. Usually when you see a team do that, you're like, oh yeah, they went from like negative 50 to, you know, negative uh, 67 or whatever, but they went from a positive to a slight negative. And that is, uh, I mean, they haven't been great all season, but still they've been, they've been avoiding those big blowouts. And I thought that that was interesting. Anyways, uh, coming up on the show, I'm talking about, the big vote today, and uh, let's see if I can keep this merriment going. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto and Rock Auto. Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers online for 20 years, and Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But let's talk about the, the big elephant in the room, if you will. Did not plan on saying that, but I did. And I cannot take it back. Um, I've already edited this thing too much. So uh, elephant in the room staying 
bad joke staying let's let's go along with it though and i don't have a format i have a bunch of bullet points written down and hopefully it's going to make sense to you guys because this is uh, obviously you know it's a big vote are the a's going to stay in oakland or not uh what's what's at risk in today's vote and by the time you're listening to this they may have already voted so you can use this as a okay so this happened so now what does that mean um and also there there's more stuff to come so i'll get into all of that here in the next two segments but uh there, there's a lot at work here and i'll just start with what what are they really arguing about currently and it's mostly the ifd if you've probably seen that on twitter or on social media or in articles and they don't always explain what that is it is basically the off-site infrastructure around jack london square so it is not part of the the actual ballpark itself but it is a way it is tax revenue from a different part of oakland you know close but not quite uh it's does the city get this money? Does the team get this money? How does it get paid for? All of that stuff. So uh, that is basically what the biggest hurdle is right now. There's also some affordable house stuff, uh, housing stuff, which is, you know, California law. So that'll be there. And I think that they've already kind kind of come to terms on that a little bit. Uh, there was a big hubbub about that a couple of weeks ago, but I think that that's kind of pushed, pushed to the side and That'll be covered. It'll, it'll be fine. But the A's plan uh, covered infrastructure costs and Oakland, the city of Oakland, is worried about that hurting their general fund. So it is not in their bill. And that is going to be a big sticking point, I think. Well, obviously, the IFD is going to be a big sticking point in the voting process and why the A's may feel one way and the city of Oakland may feel another way. But the big sticking point and the thing that you should really pay attention to is which bill they're voting on. Because as I'm recording this, we are expecting them to be voting on the Oakland bill that was introduced on Friday. But if they're voting on the A's bill that was introduced, you know, weeks and weeks ago, uh, months ago, uh, then we should be expecting a different vote and a different outcome. And what if we get a yes or a no, that could mean something else. So you got to pay attention to which bill they're voting on. So if you get a vote on the A's bill and it's a no, then that is the city rejecting what the A's say. But if you get a yes on the A's bill, that is probably the best case scenario that we can hope for. I don't think that they're going to be voting on it. So that's probably the least likely scenario, but it would be the best case scenario as well. And then if they do end up voting on this Oakland bill from the city of Oakland that was proposed on Friday, um, we heard from uh, Dave Cavill just in the media doing his media blitz on Friday. He said a yes vote is basically a no vote because uh, while the city, you know, com comprised this whole bill and they want to vote on it, this is this is their terms. This is. Also, I should mention, this is a non-binding vote. They can change this stuff, so it doesn't necessarily matter. But I'll get into that here a little bit later. But he said a yes vote is basically a no vote because the Oakland A's do not agree with what the city of Oakland drew up, mostly in that IFD portion of the bill. Also, the affordable housing stuff, but I think that they can come to, get, come to grips on that. And they're they're not that far apart. I think it's $351 million. It's not a huge amount of money in the grand scheme of a $12 billion deal that could net, you know, John Fisher and anybody else involved with a lot of money. Just, you know, more 
tons and tons, you know, billions of other dollars. So I don't know why you would say that, uh, you know, $351 million is going to be the sticking point where we're like, no, we're leaving Oakland. If they want to stay in Oakland, that is not a deal breaker by any means. And they can work past that. The big question is, do the A's actually want to stay in Oakland? And a lot of what I'm going to say is with the assumption that, yes, they do want to get this deal done. And I'll get into that a little bit too on why it would be stupid to go to Vegas. But uh, I've mentioned that on other podcasts, but I don't know that I've made it clear on this one. And I felt like this would be a good time to do it. But so a yes vote on the A's bill is a good thing for the entire project. A no vote on the A's bill kind of sucks, but it's not necessarily a deal breaker. A yes vote on the Oakland bill doesn't necessarily mean anything because they they made it themselves a couple of days ago and the A's don't necessarily agree with it. But we did also hear on Monday, Dave Cavill totally switching his tone uh, to ESPN. He said, quote, we're doing everything we can to get a yes vote tomorrow on our plan to keep the A's rooted in Oakland. And I think that the you, you hear we want a yes vote is a no vote and then a yes vote is what we want. And I think that the, the key thing there is which sheet are they voting on? So you got to pay attention to that because you want a yes on the A's one you want I guess you want a yes on either one but a yes doesn't necessarily mean anything unless they're voting on the A's plan but if they vote yes or if they vote on the Oakland plan then it doesn't necessarily matter which one you're getting because a yes vote means nothing because the A's aren't necessarily on board with that one yet and if they vote no then why the hell did they make that thing for them to vote on anyway that's stupid so a yes and a no doesn't necessarily mean a ton for me I think that this vote is a little bit for show because we've been hearing for, you know, weeks, months even, uh, that July 20th, that is the date that we are going to find out if the A's are staying in Oakland or whether or not they're going to be wholeheartedly searching for another place because they cannot get something done in Oakland. And that's not necessarily the case right now. Uh, if they vote, however they vote, unless it's on the A's bill and you get a yes, however, they, whatever else the outcomes are, they can still totally work with these things. And, you know, that would be the most straightforward, a yes on the A's bill is very straightforward. You're like, okay, this is the groundwork. We, they're going to be staying in Oakland is basically what that would mean. But anything else, if the A's want to stay in Oakland, they can keep working and it's not going to be that hard. They're not that far apart. So some concessions would have to be made. But uh, in September, I think that the... I don't know when in September yet, but I keep hearing September. There is a county vote where the county of Alameda could also foot some of the bill for the infrastructure and they can get a little bit closer with the numbers. You can fudge some of the other numbers in a different way. Uh, Marcus Thompson of The Athletic wrote an article on Monday. It was fantastic. If you want to be a little bit more optimistic, go read that article. Um, And he said basically that, I mean, if the A's wanted to sell their their half of the Coliseum, which they bought for $85 million, which they're not going to need if they're going to be staying in Oakland. Obviously, they want to keep that because it is land and you can build stuff on land and make more money off of, you know, bringing things up from the ground on land. But uh, if they were really serious about leaving or staying in Oakland, then they could sell that land, maybe at a profit, maybe sell it for a hundred million dollars or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you're a third of the way there towards paying for this infrastructure and getting there closer with the numbers. So there are ways forward with a yes or no vote on the city's proposal. It's just a matter of how much do the A's want to work with them and how much is the city going to be coming to meet them in the middle or doing whatever they need to do to keep the A's in Oakland. So The vote matters for show, I think, but what I'm paying attention to, and 
I've been paying a, a lot more attention to what's been going on in the last few weeks. And, you know, Casey Pratt, awesome follow. Go follow him if this stuff intrigues you because he is doing a great job. I'm kind of doing my best to regurgitate some most of what he says. And then, you know, Marcus Thompson and some other outlets that I've been following because uh, they're doing some very good reporting that is not necessarily biased. And that's that's the thing that's been hard is the bias. And that's why I didn't talk about it so much on the podcast is because bias. But um, Casey Pratt's been doing a great job. And I feel like I've been learning a little bit more of what's actually been going on. So with that all said, what I am paying attention to is the the aftermath of this vote. Are are they still, you know, sparring after this? Are they trying to like okay, we we voted like this, but we're going to come together on that what what is the aftermath of this vote? Do the A's sound antagonistic still? Are they like, okay, well we're going to go to Portland now too? Are they turning up the heat? Are they like, okay, we're going to come together? There there's a lot that could happen and again with the A's they're they're trying to you know turn the heat up if they want to stay in Oakland they might say okay well we're going to go check out Portland next and in addition to Vegas and so we're going to it's going to get worse probably before it gets better but it doesn't mean that it is the end no matter what happens with this vote if the A's actually want to stay and i think that that is the key thing that i am taking away right now and i know that you guys are used to me being the optimistic guy and Maybe it. Maybe I'm just not ready to let the A's go, and so I'm can finding the places that are saying the things that I want to hear. But it seems like everybody's trying to be fairly uh, impartial right now, and in, in certain outlets, let's say. And uh, it, it feels like there is a path forward if the deal is going to get made. They can make it happen if they want to, and uh, that that's something that I really wanted to stick to. I got some other points on why I wouldn't move if I was the A's and all that stuff, so I got that coming up for you guys here in just a minute, so stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On A's once a week, and yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. And Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about baseball. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for a watch party debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You know what's coming up? The trade deadline. Do you think Green Room's going to be popping? I do. So be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting a room at some points, and I will be sure to alert you guys on Twitter when it happens. So uh, clear your schedule so you, can, you guys, so you guys can join me on Green Room. And so that you guys can join me on Green Room, make sure to go download the free Green Room app now, because it is currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at ByJasonB to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this week at some point. I haven't figured it out yet, but I'll, I'll let you guys know. Uh, I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the A's. I'll see you guys there. Green Room changing the way we talk sports. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying this show, then you may also enjoy Locked On Bets. Betting on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. That's always a very fun segment. I enjoy that one. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. And you can also make sure that follow this podcast 
podcast wherever you like to hear podcasts. You can also follow me at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. And also you can follow the show at locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. If you have any questions for us, please send those to locked on athletics at gmail.com. Uh, and also with all this hubbub about the A's ballpark situation, I'm pretty sure that I'll probably have to go back on to locked on today and, you know, uh, bear my soul to Peter Bukowski once more because, you know, he likes doing that to me, that jerk. <laughs> but I got a couple of more thoughts. Uh, in the last segment, I basically broke down the things that they're voting on and what to take away from it, my perspective at the very least. And could I be wrong? Yes. But, um, and, and I know that I haven't been talking about the A Stadium situation a whole bunch. And that is because, one, I, I didn't feel like I was educated enough in the process and what was the nitty gritty, what was actually going on, because I was having a hard time parsing what was going on in the media. Um, because you, you go to the Chronicle, everything sounds like doom and gloom. They're, they're out the door. But you go to the Athletic, and you, sometimes you get some good stuff, sometimes you get some bad stuff. It depends on who's writing it. If it's if it was like Alex Coffey or Tim Kawakami, uh, it sounded like everybody's terrible people, and I hate them all, and you never know. Uh, but then you get one like from uh, Marcus Thompson on Monday and you're like, okay, well maybe there's a path here. And then you watch Casey Pratt's video. You're like, okay, everything's looking okay here. That he had a 45 minute video. It was a round table discussion. It was fantastic. Um, I, I mean, it's kind of late to watch it now, but it was fantastic. I tweeted it out last week and I felt a lot better about talking about the A's ballpark situation from there. And one thing that I like to do with this podcast is uh, I, I don't want to be a shock jock. I don't want to be like, oh, here's my hot take. I'm going to say things that are wrong, like Stephen A. Smith, because that gets people riled up. No, I want to be informative. That's that's why I haven't been talking about it. It's not because I wanted to you know, shirk away from it. It's it's time consuming to learn this stuff and parse through. And if I don't have a clear idea of what's going on, I don't want to talk about it and mislead anybody. So, um, you know, stats, I can look at stats and be like, okay, this is what's going on. And, you know, uh, if I'm talking about somebody swing like Ramon Laureano, I'm like, or, you know, Matt Chapman, it looks like he's trying to pull stuff and I could be wrong, but I, I think that I'm right. I'm not positive, but, uh, that's not as, you know, dire as the A's are going to leave town. And here's why. Uh, so I didn't want to, you know, cause a tizzy if I didn't have to. So uh, that that's why hopefully you guys understand. Uh, I know this is locked on A's. I should do more research for stuff like that. But I was having a dickens of a time trying to figure out what the hell was going on. But now I feel like I have a good idea because uh, I've I found the right Twitter accounts. So I'm, I'm happy about that. But let's get into just one thing that doesn't make sense for me for the A's moving to Vegas, if Vegas was going to be their option. And one, if they do move, I don't think it's Vegas. And it's because of this reason. By that, by the time that they actually get that ballpark built, they may be the fourth team in that in that little area, that little tiny Vegas area. Uh, do, do you think that they care about a, a team being imported with, you know, their history already. I think that if you bring an expansion franchise, uh, a, an expansion baseball franchise to that city, I think that they would embrace it a lot like they did with the Golden Knights. But if you bring in the Oakland A's who have also played in Philadelphia and they've also played in Kansas City, do you think that they're going to give a damn? And it's not like football where you only got to sell out eight games. You got to sell out 81 games. And I don't think that Vegas can support that. And a lot of people that are in Vegas already already have their affiliations with baseball teams and so they might go for fun but they're not going to be diehard A's fans you might get a few but is it going to be better than what the A's have right now no and are you building more baseball fans probably not I, that's why you need an expansion team over there because if you take the A's away from Oakland uh, there's going to be a lot of hurt feelings and a lot of people that have already been 
putting money into this product that may not want to do it anymore. So from a pure dollars and cents you know, perspective, I don't think that Vegas makes any sense. And so that's been the boogeyman right now. Maybe they move the boogeyman to Nashville or Portland or somewhere in Canada. But for right now, the boogeyman doesn't really scare me. So that's why I'm a little bit more optimistic personally, because the money does not make sense to move out of the Bay Area, which I read, I think it was in Marcus Thompson's piece, is the sixth biggest freaking economy in America. You don't move out of that if you're already there. That would be stupid. Um, but, you know, John Fisher wants to build his legacy that he inherited and make a name for himself by not spending money on the team, but, you know, building a big Marlins-esque attraction. <laughs> I'm picturing the Marlin structure. That's why I'm giggling to myself. Uh, that thing that they took out once Derek Jeter took over? Yeah, that thing. So I guess the last thing that I will leave you with is that... Um, you know, they, they, the A's keep saying, we're running out of time. We're running out of time. We need to build this ballpark. This ballpark's not feasible. And I mean, sure, it's a dump and people don't like going there. And that's why nobody goes to the Coliseum. But I like that dump personally. And uh, if they had been taking care of this place for like the last 20 years, then maybe they wouldn't be in this dire of a situation. And they keep saying, we've been trying to move for five years. We've been doing this for the city for five years. And I mean, not at this site. No, they they went Laney College first, just on the shot from the hip college and that one did not work so that was uh not the city's fault that was oakland's fault and they've spent all this money and why spend 200 billion dollars if you're not gonna you know see it through to the end that just sounds silly to me especially when 351 is the hang-up point if you got 200 million dollars just throw down the drain why not 351 to make this damn thing work i was gonna swear i didn't uh you're welcome people that don't like me swearing <laughs> but there is still going to be work to be done if it's going to happen. Yes or no, there's going to be work to be done so that the two teams or the two sides can come to an agreement that works for both. And I think that that's what everybody wants. You don't want to screw the city over because you've seen it with ballparks. I mean, sure, you build them and they're, they're nice attractions, but it's not a sure victory for the city. And so you want to make something that works for both sides here. And it's important to get the numbers right. And if the A's are going to try and push the city into, you know, giving them a sweetheart deal, which is not something that you do in California because it's illegal, um, then maybe I don't want them to leave. But I mean, you got to be fair and balanced or, you know, fair with the entire process. And if they're not going to do that, then I don't want them to leave. But um, I mean, they didn't want to stay in the first place is how I would take that. And they keep saying that, that we have this deadline, we need to be out by this time, but that is an artificial deadline. They can already play baseball in this ballpark. They can figure out other solutions if they want to. The other option right now is playing in a AAA ballpark, which I know that the Blue Jays have been doing and the ball has been flying in a ridiculous way. But um, yeah, they already have a, an actual AAA team there. What, what are you going to do with the AAA team? There, there's too many stupid things, and I don't think that it would work. Um, so... I'm hopeful. I think it'll be okay. But I mean, pay attention to the vote. You don't necessarily got to watch it live because, you know, probably already happened. But uh, pay attention to the fallout. Pay attention to what people are saying after that. Um, you know, find, you know, both sides and kind of parse the middle and see where you, you land from there because there's going to be stuff that like, oh, the baseball in Oakland is dead. And if you, if you see yes, it doesn't mean anything. If you see no, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. So with all that said, uh, tomorrow I'm going to hopefully record, or today as you're actually hearing this, uh, I'm going to hopefully record a little bit earlier so I can get you uh, 
some of you know my combings of people and uh, seeing what is being said and give you guys that, as well as a, a breakdown of uh, the afternoon game on Tuesday between the A's and Angels. Still don't know who's starting for the Angels, but we got James Caprillian going for the A's, so I like our chances. Um, Two-game win streak coming our way, but um, so that's that's what I got coming up for you guys. Hopefully that is uh, up early or you know uh, early evening let's say uh, is is the hope for that one so i can get that up to you guys i got a two-hour zoom call coming up in the morning so that's gonna be a uh, lots of fun so sometime after that is my is my guess um but that is all that i got for you guys today um i mean stay in the fight you guys it's not over and i'm still fairly optimistic and i'm kind of plugged in i feel like i I'm, I'm getting there i feel like i'm plugged in and let's hope i mean Basically, you can find a, a reason to support you, whichever way your preconceived notion already is. I know that there's a ton of us that are already beaten down by this dragging on for the last 20, 25 years, and it sucks. But uh, now's the time. It, it's put up or shut up time for both sides. So we're going to see what's going to happen and uh, see how much they actually want to get this done. So fingers crossed, everybody. But that's all that I got for you guys today. Uh, I'll have that episode up for you guys a little bit later in the day. But uh, until next time. Go ahead and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I'll talk to you in a few hours. 